Welcome to Authentic Living with Roxanne, a place where we have conscious conversations about things that really matter in our lives. And now, here's your host, Roxanne Derhage. It's Roxanne Durhodge again with Authentic Living with Roxanne. Thanks for tuning in again today. Today, I have a colleague that I recently met, but I feel like I know quite well. Uh, we mm-hmm. seem to have a real uh, synergistic kind of um, meeting earlier. I it was about a week ago. And so Betska is has come to us with a space that I truly think you need to experience what I experienced. So Betska, thanks so much for coming on today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, Betska, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Betska, and um, I'm probably not going to do her bio, um, you know, the service that you can, uh, when you are able to read it, but I'll tell you a little bit about her. So Betska, Betska K. Burr is the developer of Science, Science of Mind Kinetics. It's a coaching system, um, and it was developed, I guess, originally in 2019, and 2019 and 2020, she was named the top one, one of the top 100 global management consultants. Uh, she's accredited master coach um, and with the IAP, CNM and ACC and ICF. She has a lot, done a lot of amazing things. She's written multiple books and has been a Canadian bestseller to many books, including Creating Champions, Flying by the Seat of Your Pants. And other than that, on a personal end, um, which she, you know, she enjoys an amazing life with her husband, John, and daughter, Tanya. And she loves gardening. We were just talking about that before we start to chat. I could probably learn a thing or two from you, Batska, there. Uh, she loves to hike and create healthy vegan food. Yum. And uh, she has one weakness. There must be one. And it's just for <laughs> the best thing possible, which is dark chocolate. <laughs> right on. <laughs> so, Beska, you know, obviously, you have landed where you have landed for a reason. And I, I, I just kind of like you to kind of share that path and bring us up to speed where you created this amazing uh, coaching system that I'd love to hear a little bit more about. And I'm sure a lot of the people listening would also like to hear the same. Wonderful. Let me just say, uh, I'd I'd like to tell my story because I I think people will really relate to the story. And, um, but before I do that, I just would like to share that Mind Kinetics is a, system that finds the root cause of our cellular shutdown and then quickly opens the gate for cellular recovery. So uh, in essence, we have between 50 and 100 trillion cells in our body. Some cells look after our kidneys, liver, eyesight, hearing, etc. And the majority of them look after our thoughts. A lot of people don't know that. And so if we're having difficulty, if we're a manager and we're having difficulty communicating with our staff or, um, you know, we're having husband and wife issues at home in terms of communication or whatever the case is, 
then that means that the receptors sitting on the cells in charge of that issue have become constricted because of some emotional event from the past. Uh, Candace Pert, um, God bless her, was a neuroscientist. She has passed, but um, she was the first person to really bring the science into the, the, the foreground. And um, so we have developed over 80 methodologies here that allow us to take a client into the subconscious mind, for example, because that's where the action is, right? The subconscious mind is where all of our negative habits, negative thoughts, uh, patterns are stored, as well as our positive ones. Mm -hmm. So we want to know what those positive ones are so that we can, you know, uh, amplify them, make them stronger. And we want to know what those negative thoughts are. And get rid of them. We want to flip the negative thoughts, our fears, our negative beliefs about self and others, flip them into a positive. And it's done at that subconscious level. And to show you the power of mind kinetics, within five seconds, seconds, not minutes, seconds, we can take a client into their subconscious mind and find the root cause age of when that receptor shut down. We don't know of any other system in on the planet that can do that. Now let me tell you my story. Our daughter had just been born and I became bankrupt emotionally, intellectually, spiritually, and physically. Thank God <laughs> we didn't go bankrupt uh, financially because that would have been the last straw. And I searched and I searched for someone to help me. My went to see my medical doctor several times what was happening was my brain became fuzzy and I'm a corporate executive by training, right? My brain became fuzzy and I got a lot of pain in my lower back. And I thought, what is this? I'm a healthy person. Why is this happening to me? So I went to see my family doctor and she did all the tests known to mankind, humankind at the time. And uh, she said, there's nothing wrong with you, Betska. I said, what do you mean there's nothing wrong with me? You know, my brain is fuzzy. I can't think properly. And my lower back, I could barely get out of a chair, Roxanne. The pain was so great. You know, I, oh, I felt like 90-year-old grandmother, you know. And um, so, I, so I said, okay, if there's nothing wrong with me physically, then what else do I do? I don't know. Yeah. And she said, well, I'll, I'll um, give you some tranquilizers. That's what they called antidepressants in those days. I said, heavens, no, I'm not going to take any of that stuff. My brain's already fried. You want to fry it some more? <laughs> you know? so, not helping you out in the right direction. <laughs> no. And she recommended a therapist. She found a therapist who would help me um maybe with some of this stuff she said it was not depression she didn't think it was postpartum depression or anything there was something else going on so um the therapist didn't feel right to me just for whatever reason you know how you have an affinity with some people and other people you don't with this one no didn't work and uh so i went out on my own to find solutions and i had I engaged in shiatsu massage, acupuncture, 
uh, Ayurvedic medicine, um, all kind, anything in that realm, different types of massages. And I was very grateful to those modalities because they kept me at least afloat, you know, not sinking further into whatever was going on. For two years, I did that. And then a friend of mine who was an artist, Ken Jackson from London, Ontario, he called me up one day and he said, Betska, I have met a lady. I did a workshop on the weekend and I think you need to meet her. Her name was Jan Sweeney. And I said, okay, I trusted Ken. So I called Jan up and arranged to have a one-on-one session with her. And she called herself. Now that I look back, she was a coach, you know, like a mind kinetics coach. But she called herself a facilitator of stress elimination. (laughs) Long title, right? Long title. Yes, yes, definitely. (laughs) So I had the first session and noticed a difference. The second session, wow. After the third session, she helped me identify the biggest boulder sitting on my shoulder, creating all this pain for me and stopping me from moving forward. And it had it was buried in the subconscious mind. So I tell you, Roxanne, it was the doorway I was looking for. It was the window I was looking for to change my life. And um, so I said to her, Jan, can you teach me how to do this stuff? Like, looks like anybody can do it. And she said, yep, I have a course starting in a month. Sign up. (laughs) So I signed up. And she taught me and us um, two or three simple subconscious tools. I practiced them on myself when uh, Tanya, our daughter, was in bed and John was asleep as well. I would self-coach for an hour and a half to two hours every night until Jan told me to stop doing it. I was processing in the subconscious mind too much. So I cut it back to five days instead of seven days. But the stuff that I found buried, you see, I was abused as a child, right? I had um, sexual abuse from a couple of men, including the village priest, believe it or not. I also um, had emotional and spiritual abuse from, from family members and from Uh, corporate leaders who were men. And so all of that was raising its ugly head. I needed to deal with it. And if you're familiar with the work of Dr. Christian Northrup, amazing woman, right? MD. She said in one of her first books that if we don't get rid of a lot of these negative thoughts we have about ourselves and others, if any trauma that we, that has happened to us in our lifetime. For women, our menopause is going to be a living hell, right? Yeah. And then, of course, now I know it applies to men as well, right? Andropause, is that what it's called in men? Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? Yes. There you go. And there's a term for it because they say that we, they often thought that men weren't going through it. But in fact, there is a shift. Maybe maybe it's not as pronounced as with women, but there is, in fact, a, a stage that men go through the same kind of uh, shifts in, hormonally. So A-N-D-R-A, Andra, pause. I'm not, I'm not sure it's an O. I'm not sure of the spelling, but yeah, but I'm sure if you put it in. I'll find it. Yeah. 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 So 
that I worked on myself uh, and I found so many negative thoughts and beliefs and fears, huge fears sitting in my subconscious mind that were affecting my physical body and affecting my brain, right? And um, so I kept working and working and working on myself. And the next part of the story is quite interesting because Jan was there for the first two or three years Um, she suggested I have another teacher, which I'll talk about in a moment as well. So I kept working and working on myself to uh, toss out these negative beliefs about myself and others and just all the trauma that comes with life sometimes, you know. And it was working. It was so wonderful, the freedom to not have all this garbage sitting in my head, Mm -hmm. right, or in my cells and in my cells. And so eventually, Jan told me, you are ready for a new teacher. It's very smart when a teacher can tell you that you're ready for another teacher. That's when you know it's a true teacher because they, they know what, yes. what they are meant to teach you. And then when they, um, they need to pass you off to where you need to be. That's right. Yeah. And she was one of those, Roxanne. She was, I, I wish she hadn't gone to heaven so early because... So many times after that, I wished I, I could have contacted her and said hi or, you know, just have another session or something, right? Because, but um, she knew that I needed to go with another teacher. And I said, uh, okay, well, who is this new teacher? <laughs> like, who is this new person? And she very clearly told me who it was. It was Supreme Master Ching Hai. And I said, what's a Ching Hai? right? <laughs> never, never heard of that. And she said, it means oceans of love. Okay, that sounds good to me. And uh, where do I find this teacher? I thought we were living in Ottawa at the time in Stittsville, Ontario, actually. And I thought I could just go knock on this woman's door <laughs> and say hi, right? <laughs> she said, no, no. Um, she's an international teacher, actually spiritual master and um she has centers all around the world, fully enlightened, and that's where you need to be. You need to learn her meditation. And so I trusted Jan, and it's a little cute story because she said, you order the book first. She has many free books, and you order one, this one little key of immediate enlightenment. So I ordered the key of immediate enlightenment And Jan warned me, she said, um, when you receive the book, if you open it, chances are you're going to go vegetarian. I said, oh, my God, I can't do that. My husband loves his T-bone steak, right? (laughs) A little bit of vegetable on the side, his beef burgers, you know. No, I can't, you know, I can't do this to my husband, right? Because I'm the, the cook in the family. So, but I, something inside me said, no, I need to engage with this teacher so I ordered the book and when it came in the mail and it took forever to come I think the master was already working on me on the inside right and so I got the book and I knew I could see the address and I took it out of the envelope and I immediately put it on my shelf because Jan said if you open the book chances are you're going to go vegetarian well Roxanne two weeks later Without even opening the book, I went vegetarian. That's the power of a living master, right? So 
my husband was in Portugal visiting his mom and he came home and I said to him, honey, I'm, I'm going vegetarian. And, but I said, I'll continue to cook chicken and fish for you. And we weren't eating red meat at the time, uh, at that stage, because naturopath told me that I needed to stop eating red meat, that it was not good for me. So I did. Anyway, John said, oh, no, we'll continue to eat whatever you, whatever you want to cook. I said, God bless you. What a man, right? What incredible support, making this very long story, <laughs> hopefully shorter. I started meditation 30, 30 minutes a day in 1997, February of 1997. And then in June of the same year, uh, I got initiated into the Kuan Yin method of meditation, which is two and a half hours minimum a day. And it was a commitment and it was very difficult to start with, but I've been doing it ever since. And here's the story. Here's the beautiful part of the story is the master says that when you get initiated and you put in that amount of meditation time, your gifts from God will come to you. And I had no idea what that gift was going to be. But all of a sudden, I started developing mind kinetics. And I had no idea that it was being, we were going to call it mind kinetics to the point where now we have 80 different uh, methodologies. It's a coaching system that is so pure because it came from my meditation and they're extremely powerful. It is not like your... Uh, you asked me, how is it different? Well, most coaching methods on the planet are working with the left hemisphere, the analytical part of us. You know, So you just go into your studying, your time mastery, or how good of a strategic planner are you, or how good of a communicator you are, and so on. Mind Kinetics takes you into, you take a look at not only your intellectual roadblocks, and your physical roadblocks to achieving a goal or overcoming a challenge, you go into your, your emotional and spiritual roadblocks. And in your experience, Roxanne, when you look at those four types of roadblocks, where are the biggest ones? Well, it's generally the ones that I say that are sneaky and they're often emotional, right? They're little buggers that sit below the, the surface and you think you're like got it all figured out. And these are the ones that are trapping you. And you're not aware that it's trapping you until you really unearth it. Yes, that's it. Mm-hmm. And because they are, they are buried. And then, of course, we have many people who uh, they have buried all of their fears and beliefs and so on in the subconscious mind. They don't even know they exist. Mm-hmm. And then in terms of emotions, they have difficulty even expressing emotions. Mm-hmm. And it's not just men. You know, we say that men have difficulty. Many left brain women have difficulty expressing emotions. So when we coach, we have, an, uh, we have a feelings chart. <laughs> and it has 50 uh, unconstructive feelings and 50 constructive or positive feelings. Mm-hmm. So that the client gets a chance to look at both sides. And, and they, they suddenly have a vocabulary for feelings, right? Mm-hmm. If they if they if feelings were ignored in the family when they were growing up or feelings are ignored in the workplace, then uh, it's very valuable for them to work with someone like you or me or any of our coaches to unleash that. Because um, I think we started the conversation before the recording went on that when you bury 
these emotions, they can cause disease. Like cancer, we know, is an emotional disease. And I say that they say that the primary uh, emotion associated with it is anger. And because the immune system flows throughout, you know, that if you look at a lot of people or people that cannot say no, right, the people that that continually silence their voice because of whatever, like you talked a little bit about trauma, but of course, that's in working in having one of those specialties in my in my uh, clinical practice, that was oftentimes what happened because, of course, the child under five potentially, you know, is still developing and then learning that their voice is not valuable. And then they tuck that away somewhere and then they become, you know, adult versions of themselves carrying those, those hidden messages. Wow. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, when I started applying for corporate contracts, not only for me, but for our own uh, coaches, um, I was getting, so many leaders signing up for mind kinetics. Mm-hmm. And so I, I finally decided to ask them, well, why did you want to work with me instead of you've got a roster of 70 different coaches? Mm-hmm. You know, why did you want to work with me? And they, they said something very interesting. It shows you how leaders, many leaders are so advanced in their thinking. Right. They're they're so smart. They're there for a reason. But the, the response they gave me was, well, that's good. When I looked at all the other coaches, they they do boardroom coaching only or they just do logical left brain stuff. You're telling me you're going to take me into my subconscious mind to find what is buried there. What is my programming as a leader? my negative and my positive programming. And then you said you were going to take me into my super conscious to find immediate solutions to my challenges. And they said, it's a no brainer. Why would I want to do just logical left brain coaching when for the same dollar I can get all of this? So I found I was so happy for them that they wanted and again, it shows me the consciousness of many leaders today. They, again, I, I've coached, you know, uh, leaders, a leader of our national political party. I have coached royalty. I have coached assistant deputy ministers and deputy ministers in provincial governments and young children and families. You know, I, I love the diversity of, of of the work that we do. So happy that this law of attraction works because this one executive uh, who has been on antidepressants, actually three, uh, no, two, two uh, antidepressants. One is Prozac in its strength. So you know how strong these things are. And um, she, from the stress in her job or whatever it was, stress in her personal life, ended up addicted to Uh, And the addiction to the pharmaceuticals is one thing, but she was addicted to gambling, addicted to alcohol and uh, sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. Kind of interesting, you know, and these are, this is what's hidden in the corporate world, right? And she had tried for 30 years, 30 years, uh, she had tried therapy and was getting worse. 
and she had tried all kinds of modalities and it was getting worse. They kept increasing the strength of her antidepressants. That's all they would do. So um, wonderful working with this woman. Once she connected to the emotions that were buried, once she connected to the negative beliefs she has about herself and about others, um, she was able to drop her gambling addiction and was able to connect with her spirit, with the love. When we talk about spirituality in the workplace, you know, people think, oh, it's, it's about, you know, some religious order or something. No, it's, I mean, if you want to talk religion, we're here. Many times my leader clients teach me about uh, Hinduism and Christianity and Jainism and, you know, whatever, right? I learn from them. They, they, they are the experts in their own religion. But spirituality to me means really loving self and really loving others. And so that's what happened to this woman. And, and it changed her life. And another corporate leader uh, was getting very frustrated with the men in her organization who were incredibly abusive emotionally and intellectually and uh, physically from the perspective of um, she was very worthy. This woman was incredibly brilliant, and that's probably why they kept refusing to promote her because she was a threat to them, right? Have you seen that in your practice? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because you see, you know, and potentially, you know, in unfortunately, in some corporate uh, environments, females believe that they have to display a certain quality to, to go ahead. And I know when I was an executive at those boardrooms, that was the element. And I think sometimes when you talk about some of the clearing and that permission that women have now been given to be more collaborative versus kind of um, autocratic, there's that opening to just be more of yourself and mm-hmm. the, the strength that you have. But sometimes, yeah, you, women get into that scenarios and they get perceived a certain way and then they can't shift. Mm-hmm. You know? That's right. Yeah. For some reason, I, I, I could just see how potentially let's think about it. It was one in, uh, with trauma. Let's to bring that up. And I think most of us have been through things in our life to have lived means you've been through pain. Um, and if, if we're seeing that a lot of, you know, potentially leaders, but some of them, maybe they get the some assistance and they get through what they need to, but there's one in six, say boys that have been through some type of trauma and one in three girls in, in, in North America, yeah, that's a yeah. lot of people that are walking around, potentially high functioning individuals that are still uh, holding on to their traumas and they put them into boardrooms and then how does that play through, right? Mm-hmm. Thank you. And, you know, it's my experience that, you know, I, I talked about my trauma, sexual abuse, et cetera, and, and, and not being promoted and, and, and so on. But trauma can be small traumas, you know, like in, in elementary school, there was this uh, young man who was a little slow intellectually, and he got the biggest kick out of sneaking behind me, blowing up a paper bag and and smashing it behind my head, right? And if I was concentrating on something, I'm not expecting this paper bag being being blown up. And um, I remember doing a lot of clearing on myself on that because I'm thinking, why would this person do this to me? You know, like what's what what's the jolly he's getting out of that? And and it can also be trauma 
you know, with women not being listened to in the workplace, right? Women are brilliant. In fact, we know that women have a 1% or 2% higher noble quality, which means the ability to listen and nurture and so on. And if we had time, I'd, I'd tell you a story there too. So there are many, many reasons. Uh, uh, maybe the father and mother, my, like my father refused to let me complete university because he said, Ukrainian girls just get married and have kids. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. Right? So, yeah. so in know, that time, that was the norm. Yeah. That was the norm. Yeah. So I think I, what I, what I, you know, oftentimes you'll hear a lot of people talking about executive coaching and they talk about, you know, stay present, stay. I remember the first executive coach I got probably in my twenties. Um, and wow. I remember, you know, because I, I knew I wanted to, to shift off and do certain things. And, you know, at times, you know, I'm a, you know, 25 year old young female trying to do certain things and I would, you know, get emotional. And I would, I remember distinctly him saying, stay present. This is about the goals. This is about where you're going to go next. These are about the steps. And I remember feeling that thinking, well, if I've got these things coming up for me, it may not be that it was anything big, but I needed to be able to share that. And now that I, you're talking about what you you're talking about and what I've done as a psychotherapist, um, to facilitate a space to have people really sit and and really kind of understand if there's the same pattern over and over again, that there's some per- precipitating factor that's keeping them tethered to that, mm-hmm. right? But oftentimes yes. in executive coaching, we think, mm-hmm. oh, no, no, let's not touch that, mm-hmm. um, you know, because that's like, that's therapy. But really, mm-hmm. we bring our beliefs and our assumptions with us. Mm-hmm. And there must be a way to, to lift it mm-hmm. so it doesn't become, you know, kind of, you know, like woo-woo. It doesn't have to be woo-woo. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and so these 80 methodologies, 80-plus methodologies, um, have each one has a different frequency, a different vibration, and therefore uh, a different role. So some of your viewers might want to go to www.thebrainwalk.com. It's free of charge. And they can go into their own subconscious mind and address a fear or whatever's coming up for them and kick it out, right? And come up with a solution from their superconscious in less than 15 minutes. That's really cool, right? So we offer some of those uh, free things to the world, free methodologies. And then we have methodologies on ones called relationship with self. And that, you know, that uh, what you just said reminded me that relation when we really need to have strong relationships with ourselves, we need to love ourselves, we need to accept ourselves, we need to respect ourselves, we need to have integrity with ourselves. You know, um, here at CLI, we've got uh, we work with values cards. Some people call them virtues. And we use these to go into the subconscious mind to find out, well, what that, what is that negative belief that's lurking there? What is that negative characteristic that I dislike about myself on the subconscious level? Of course, we do a lot of it on the conscious level because, you know, people are smart. They know exactly what characteristic they don't like about themselves. But when they go into the subconscious, they go, oh, my God, it goes so much deeper. Yeah. So. We have tools for relationship with self to to turn their negative characteristics into positive ones for them. 
we have positive, we, we help them find positive characteristics and traits that they can amplify, make even stronger. And that's what we really need right now with COVID. We need people to really get rid of their fears because the, the, when I meditate, I feel those fears all around the planet. And then also, um, you know, the positive ones, we have to really address the positive um, attributes of humans. Because we're, someone, I, when we were watching the Oscars last night, this woman um, who got an award, she said, we are no longer humans. I was shocked by her statement. And I oh, thought to wow. myself, you know, she's probably right in many ways, right? Because we've lost that um, loving, compassionate piece of us. We, we see it. I mean, look at with, what's happening with India. We've got three countries who are sending stuff, sending oxygen and, um, and support and everything over to India right now. And, and that's awesome. But we got into this mess for a reason, because of our negative beliefs about self and others, right? So, um, so we have relationship with self. We have relationship with others, which is a separate tool. And that methodology helps us to, <laughs> this is really good for corporate, because when you dislike someone, wow, the wall is right there, right? It's preventing you from, from even working with this person. And it could be an employee, it could be your boss, it could be a colleague, whatever. So this is a brilliant methodology that helps us um, identify the negative traits about someone and we find the mirror have you ever worked with the mirror law, Roxanne? Well, I mean, uh, you mean the, the actual technique where you, where you look into a mirror or? No, what, where the, the law, universal law of the mirror that what you see in others is a reflection of what you see in yourself. Yes. Well, I mean, I'm, I probably have a different technical term for it, but we do, like, I mean, obviously if there's projection onto something, let's say I don't like the fact that I'm uh, impatient and, you know, I meet you, Betska, which, you know, and I, and I, I perceive some quality of you as being pushing, pushing me along. I'm going to project that onto you and react to you because it's something I don't like in myself. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So uh, we work with those types of characteristics so that um, the person can see that the person who's pushing their buttons is actually a gift to them. It's nature's way, God's way of saying, okay, you can't see that characteristic in yourself. So uh, I'm going to, through the law of attraction, I'm going to bring someone into your life to show you what's in you that you could benefit from changing, right? Mm -hmm. And then the same with the positives and so on. So relationship with others shifts people in, the, in corporate and in families because we've got husbands and wives rubbing against each other and they hate each other, or, you know, their marriage is failing, whatever. Then we get them to see how valuable their partner really is in showing them the mirror so that they could love themselves more. Mm -hmm. And then we have tools that uh, will uh, help you identify that biggest boulder on your shoulder. We've got tools for helping people with their health. Like I had one woman who had very bad colitis. She could barely go on an airplane because she'd have to go to the bathroom as soon as the buckle was on, right? So uh, it took a few sessions and her colitis went into remission. And the, the list goes on. We have tools for body, mind, and spirit uh, 
it took me many years to develop these. It's a, it's a heavy, not a heavy, it's heavy laden science because of the number of, of methodologies, but our coaches love it because they can coach anyone anywhere on anything. Right. Right. So out there in the, in, in the, the corporate world right now, um, what are things, what do you think are the core fundamental things that people are struggling with in the time that we're with, we're in? You know, the biggest one is being strategic thinkers. Mm-hmm. When the world is in so much pain, uh, the, the leaders are kind of following each other like sheep instead of like uh, one of the, the leaders who's doing really well, of course, is the prime minister of New Zealand mm-hmm. and the leader uh, leaders in Taiwan and Vietnam one of my clients from Vietnam, we were working the other day and she said, we don't have COVID here, you know? And so those leaders today need to sit back and uh, really look deeply at Mm -hmm. their ability to think because they need to go, if I was to be very honest with them, it's important that they go into their subconscious mind to find what is stopping them from really kicking this COVID in the butt? What is stopping them? What are their beliefs as an individual, as a team, as a government, you know? Uh, Because, you know, the conspiracy theories are just everywhere right now, right? Of course, yeah. I mean, it's massive and don't take the jab, don't take the jab because you're going to get sick or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So that is hugely missing the ability if I look at the geniuses, the genii of history, like Einstein, for example, Plato, Da Vinci, Socrates, uh, so many of those people had the ability to become pentalateral thinkers, people who could sit down and can think using, solve a problem using their left brain, their right brain, conscious mind, subconscious, and superconscious. And that's what mind kinetics does. It helps you to look at a problem from all five uh, areas. And how much sense does that make to you, Roxanne? No, it does, because I think there is no template for what we're going through. So really all the applications of things that would, you know, would be able to slap onto a a past problem. This is such a unique space and time that really we have to go to a different level to be able to access a part of us that allows us to see clearer um, for things that maybe have never been developed for this, this ever evolving problem to create Mm -hmm. solutions that it's, it's like the fractal theory, right? You got to move, you got to follow it as you, as you go, but you have to clear, stay clear minded Mm -hmm. and not be um, weighed down by the, the, the propensity or the heaviness of fear as well. Yes. It's huge. Like, um, one of our coaches from uh, that attended our group coaching session every every month. Our students, student coaches from around the world, gather, and we do some amazing work. And uh, this gentleman said that he said COVID is a is a divine creation. It is a spiritual awakening, and it's good for leaders to look at the intellectual side, the physical side, you know, the vaccine side. Yes. But 
you know, there are some countries, for example, who refuse to have lockdowns. Um, do you know that there are some countries who, if you don't wear a mask, they throw you in jail? Happening now. Yes, because it, lockdowns are are dramatically affecting the emotional, spiritual being of people. Mm-hmm. It is just massive. So um, I, I really, I agree with that gentleman that we need to look at the whole picture and really think this thing through. And uh, I could sit here forever and talk about solutions because there are some that are, to me, very obvious what they need to be. And I don't know if you want to go there today or not, but. <laughs> well, I think we probably could, um, but I know I'm, I'm aware of our time as well. <laughs> so for, for you, like we've talked about so much and we've talked about breadth and depth. We've talked about the mind. We've talked about the unconscious. We've talked about leadership and the fact that whether it's a small T trauma to a big T trauma, which uh, any, any kind of cross-section of both, we have to do things a bit differently in order to get to a space to create what what we call in the psychology world, second order change, which is true change, which is not the symptomatic change, but the deeper level change. Right. So what, if you are talking, if there's CEOs or leaders listening um, or senior leadership teams listening, what kind, what could be say two tips that you would give them now to get on the way to what you're, what you're suggesting would be helpful. Okay. So two things, we need to change the way we're doing things. That second order change. I like how you phrase that. We need, what we're doing right now is not working very well. So what do we need to do? Um, I'm coaching a CEO from India right now and he's asked the same thing. Brilliant man. Oh, my gosh. So what he wanted to do was he started a new job as a leader uh, representing a company from Europe. And it's a first for his country. And uh, it has the potential to explode, but he wants to do it the right way. And he wanted to know, and this is the advice. uh, He wanted to know, Betska, what negative beliefs and fears do I have in my subconscious mind that are stopping me from really making this business successful. Mm. Holy cow. When we started to look at his stuff, it, it just flooded out stuff, just flooded out. And he is so happy. You should see his ROI. We do an ROI document at the end to see the before and after. Yes. And he just, he's flying. This guy is flying. So that's number one. Leaders today, if you're listening, I invite you to engage with a mind kinetics coach or uh, like me or many people on our, on our team so that they can quickly help you get, identify your fears in your subconscious mind, identify your negative beliefs that you don't even know exist. But clearly they're there if you're stuck or if you're not moving forward or if we're not helping the world to heal this thing. We're stuck. Right. And then the second piece of advice is self-coach. If you don't have the money to hire a coach, then at least go to to uh, thebrainwalk.com and do that. 
And if you if you still want to learn more, then you can write to me, and I'll, I'll give you uh, a free spot in one of our uh, coach training programs. It's just only about 26 hours. You know, we really want to help uh, this world, and so that is the gift we offer you today. Bethka, thanks so much for your time. So, you know, me bringing the, the unique background that I do as a psychotherapist and, and also as uh, a coach, I, I often get into, you know, uh, what, what's beneath the surface and that you're not defined from what you come from. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes we need special guidance in order to figure those things out. And with leaders, they are high tactical functioners that are outcome driven, but oftentimes that's not the place that's keeping them stuck. It's what's unknown. So my challenge to you is to uh, go out and think what is blocking me. And if it's not conscious and I'm struggling to get to the unconscious, what is it that I'm going to do to, to create that space? So again, Betska, thanks so much for your time, for everyone listening. Um, you know, reach out uh, if you're wanting uh, more information on authentic leadership uh, for yourself or your teams and all the information with, uh, on Betska's uh, um, call to action will be in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in to Authentic Living with Roxanne, creating the space for positive, healthy change. Roxanne is a keynote speaker, psychotherapist, and coach. To work with Roxanne, visit roxanderhajcom slash blueprint. We'll see you next time on Authentic Living with Roxanne.